0: 18. archaic, and Persian languages with such thoroughness that her admirers claim that she wrote and spoke them all. She also read with ease and spoke with finished elegance Italian, Spanish, English, and French, besides German and her native tongue. Anna Maria Sherman wrote verses in various languages, but the chief end which her exhaustive study served was to aid her in theological research, in this she found her greatest satisfaction and deepest interest. She was respectfully consulted upon important questions by the scholars of different countries. At the University of Utrecht an honorable place was reserved for her in the lecture rooms, and she frequently took part in the learned discussions there. The professors of the University of Leiden paid her the compliment of erecting a tribune where she could hear all that passed in the lecture room without being seen by the audience as an artist the sherman reached such excellence that the painter Contorst valued a portrait by her at a thousand dutch florins about four hundred and thirty dollars an enormous sum when we remember that the works of her contemporary albert quite were sold for thirty florins and no higher price was paid for his works before the middle of the eighteenth century a few years ago his picture called morning light was sold at a public sale in london for twenty five thousand dollars how astonishing that a celebrated artist like Hanthorst, who painted in Utrecht one quite painted in Dort, should have valued a portrait by Anna Maria Sherman at the price of 33 works by quite such facts as these suggest a question regarding the relative value of the works of more modern artists. Will the judgments of the present be thus reversed in the future? This extraordinary woman filled the measure of possibilities by carving in wood and ivory, engraving on crystal and copper and having a fine musical talent, playing on several instruments, when it is added that she was of a lovable nature and attractive in manner, one is not surprised that her contemporaries called her the wonder of creation, Valses was her friend and taught her Hebrew, she was intimately associated with such scholars as Saumathes and Hameses, and was in correspondence with scholars, philosophers, and theologians regarding important questions of her time, Anna Maria Sherman was singularly free from egotism. She rarely consented to publish her writings, though often urged to do so. She avoided publicity and refused complimentary attentions which were urged upon her, conducting herself with a modesty as rare as her endowments. In 1664, when traveling with her brother, she became acquainted with Labody, the celebrated French enthusiast who preached new doctrines. He had many disciples called Labodists. He taught that God used deceit with man when he judged it well for man to be deceived, that contemplation led to perfection, that self-mortification, self-denial, and prayer were necessary to a godly life, and that the Holy Spirit constantly made new revelations to the human beings prepared to receive them. Anna Maria Sherman heard these doctrines when prostrated by a double sorrow, the deaths of her father and brother. She put aside all other interests and devoted herself to those of the Luddists. It is said that after the death of Labody she gathered his disciples together and conducted them to Vivert, in Friesland. William Penn saw her there, and in his account of the meeting he tells how much he was impressed by her grave solemnity and vigorous intellect. From this time she devoted her fortune to charity and died in poverty at the age of 71. Besides her fame as an artist and a scholar, her name was renowned for purity of heart and fervent religious feeling. Her virtues were many and her few faults were such as could not belong to an ignoble nature. Scudder, Janet, Medal at Columbian Exposition, 1893. Two of her medallion portraits are in the Luxembourg, Paris, member of the National Sculpture Society, New York, born in Terre Haute, Indiana, pupil of Rebizo in Cincinnati, of Lorado Taft in Chicago, and of Frederick McManus in Paris. At the Chicago Exposition Miss Scudder exhibited two heroic-sized statues representing Illinois and Indiana. The portraits purchased by the French government are of American women and are the first work of an American woman sculptor to be admitted to the Luxembourg. These medallions are in bas-relief in marble, framed in bronze. Casts from them have been made in gold and silver. The first is said to be the largest medallion ever made in gold. It is about four inches long. To the Pan American Exposition Miss Scudder contributed for Boy Standing on a Snail, which made a part of the Fountain of Abundance. She has exhibited in New York and Philadelphia a Fountain, representing a boy dancing hilariously and snapping his fingers at four huge frogs round his pedestal. The water spurts from the mouths of the frogs and covers the naked child. Miss Scudder is commissioned to make a portrait statue of heroic size for the St. Louis Exposition. She will no doubt exhibit smaller works there. Portraits are her specialty, and in these she has made a success, as is proved by the appreciation of her work in Paris. A memorial figure in marble is in Woodlawn Cemetery. Also, a Cinerari urn in stone and bronze. A bronze memorial tablet is in Union College. Miss Scudder also made the seal for the Bar Association of New York. Sears, Saracy Medal at Chicago, 1893. William Evans Prize, American Watercolor Society, New York. Honorable Mention. Paris Exposition. 1900, Bronze Medal at Buffalo. 1901, Silver Medal at Charleston. South Carolina. Member of the New York Watercolor Club. Boston Art Students Association. National Arts Club. Boston Watercolor Club. Born in Cambridge. Massachusetts. Pupil of Ross Turner. Joseph D. Camp. Edmund C. Tarbell. And George D. Forrest Brush. Mrs. Sears has also studied by herself with the criticism of masters. She paints portraits, figures, and flowers, and is much interested in the applied arts, of her exhibition at the Boston Art Club, 1903. A critic writes, Nothing could be more brilliant in point of color than the group of seven watercolor pictures of a sunny flower garden by Mrs. Sears. In these works pure and limpid color has been pushed to its extreme capacity, under full daylight conditions, with a splendor of brightness which never crosses the line of crudity but holds the same relative values as we see in nature, the utmost force of local color courageously set forth and contrasted without apparent artifice, blending into an harmonious unity of tone. two of these pictures are especially fine, with their cool backgrounds of somber pines to set off the magnificent masses of flowers in the foreground, at the exhibition of the Philadelphia Watercolor Club, 1903, the press said, these brilliant and overpowering combinations of color carry to a limit not before reached the decorative possibilities of flowers. Mrs. Sear's honors have been awarded to her portraits. Seidler, Caroline Louise, born in Jena, 1786, died in Weimar, 1866. Her early studies were made in Gotha with Dole. in 1811 she went to Dresden, where she became a pupil of G. Von Kugelgen, in 1817 Langler received her into his Munich studio. And between 1818 and 1823 she was in Italy, making special studies of the Nuxi and Raphael. In 1823 she was appointed instructor of the royal princesses at Weimar, and in 1824 inspector of the gallery there, and later became court painter. Among her works are a portrait of Gerda, a picture of Ulysses and the Sirens, and one of Christ, the Compassionate, which is in the church at Stadt, Holstein, Serrano y Bartolome. J.O.A.Q.U.I.N.A., born in Fermoiselle, pupil in Madrid of Juana Palter of the School of Arts and Crafts, and of the School of Painting, she sent four pictures to the Exposition of 1876 in Madrid, the portrait of a young woman, a still-life subject, a bunch of grapes, and a peasant girl, the last tour in the Museum of Murcia. In 1878 she sent a kitchen maid on Saturday, a study, a flower piece, and two still-life pictures. And in 1881, two portraits and some landscapes. Her portrait of the painter Fortuny, which belongs to the Society of Authors and Artists, gained her a membership in that society. Two other excellent portraits are those of her teacher, Espalter, and General Trillo, Sewell, Amanda Brewster, Bronze Medal, Chicago, 1893, Bronze Medal, Buffalo, 1901, Silver Medal, Charleston, Clark Prize, Academy of Design, 1903, member of the Women's Art Club and an associate of National Academy of Design, born in Northern New York, pupil at Cooper Union under Douglas Folk and R. Swain Gifford, and of Art Students League under William Chase and William Sartain, also of Julian's Academy under Tony Robert Fleury and Bogeria, and of Carola Duran, Mrs. Sewells, a village incident, is owned by the Philadelphia Social Art Club, where Rose's Bloom is in the Boston Art Club, portrait of Professor William R. Ware is in the Library of Columbia University. Her portrait of Amelia Kuisner will be exhibited and published. Mrs. Sewell is the first woman to take the Clark Prize. She has been a careful student in the arrangement of portraits in order to make attractive pictures as well as satisfactory likenesses of the pictures she exhibited at the Academy of Design, winter of 1903. Charles H. Caffin writes, The Portrait of Mrs. Charles S. Dodge by Mrs. A. Brewster Sewell, is the finest example in the exhibition of pictorial treatment, the lady being wrapped in a brown velvet cloak with broad edges of brown fur, and seated before a background of dark foliage. It is a most distinguished canvas, though one may object to the too obvious affectation of the arrangement of the hands and of the gesture of the head features which will jar upon many eyes and detract from the general handsomeness. The same lady sends a large classical subject, the sacred hecatomb, to which the Clark Prize was awarded. It represents a forest scene lit by slanting sunlight, through which winds a string of bowls, the foremost accompanied by a band of youths and maidens with dance and song. The light effects are managed very skillfully and with convincing truth, and the figures are free and animated in movement, though the flash tints are scarcely agreeable. It is a decorative composition that might be fitly placed in a large hall in some country house. Member of the Dresden Academy, born at Trieste about 1768, died in Dresden, 1840. Pupil of J.C.C. the man, whom she married. Later she went to Italy and there studied miniature painting under Madame Moron. She is best known for her excellent copies of old pictures, and especially by her copy of the Sistine Madonna, from which Mueller's engraving was made. Shaw. Annie C. The first woman elected academician in the Academy of Design. Chicago. 1876. Born at Troy, New York. Pupil of H. C. Ford. Landscape painter. Among her works are, on the Calumet, Willow Island, Keene Valley, New York. Returning from the fair. 1878. Which was exhibited in Chicago, New York, and Boston, to the centennial. Philadelphia. 1876. She sent her, Illinois Prairie. Returning from the fair, shows a group of Alderney cattle in a road curving through a forest. At the time of its exhibition an art critic wrote, the eye of the spectator is struck with the rich mass of foliage, passing from the light green of the birches in the foreground, where the light breaks through, to the dark green of the dense forest, shading into the brownish tints of the early September tinged leaves, farther on, the eye is carried back through a beautiful vista formed by the road leading through the center of the picture giving a fine perspective and distance through a leafy archway of elms and other forest trees that gracefully mingle their branches overhead, through which one catches a glimpse of deep blue sky. As the eye follows this roadway to its distant part the sun lights up the sky, tinging with a mellow light the group of small trees and willows, contrasting beautifully with the almost somber tones of the dense forest in the middle distance. Shrimpton, Ada M has exhibited at the Royal Academy, Royal Institute of Watercolors. British artists, and principal provincial galleries in England and in Australia, also at the Paris Salon, member of Society of Women Artists, London, born in Old All Rusford, Hampshire, pupil of John Sparks at South Kensington, and of Jean Paul Lawrence and Benjamin Constant in Paris. This artist has painted principally figure subjects, among which are Cedric's Daughter, Thoughts of You for a Long Thoughts, Dream of the Past, Pippa Passes, Dorothy's Bridesmaid's Dress etc. etc. Recently she has devoted herself to portraits of ladies and children, in both oil and watercolors. S. I. R. A. N. I. L. A. S. A. B. A. has been praised as a woman and as an artist by Lanzi, Malvizia, Cassinarty, and other writers until one must believe that in spite of the exaggeration of her personal qualities and her artistic genius, she was a singularly admirable woman and a gifted artist. She was born in Bologna about 1640, and, like Artemisia Gentileschi was the daughter of a painter of the school of Guido Reni, whose follower Elisabetta also became. From the study of her master, she seems to have acquired the power to perceive and reproduce the greatest possible beauty with which her subjects could be invested. She worked with such rapidity that she was accused of profiting by her father's assistance. And in order to refute this accusation, it was arranged that the Duchess of Brunswick, the Duchess of Miramla Duke Cosimo. And others should meet in her studio, on which occasion Elizabeth charmed and astonished her guests by the ease and perfection with which she sketched in and shaded drawings of the subjects which one person after another suggested to her. Her large picture of the baptism of Christ was completed when the artist was but 20 years old. Malvasia gives a list of 120 pictures executed by Elizabeth, and yet she was but 25 when her mysterious death occurred. In the Pinacoteca of Bologna is the St. Anthony adoring the Virgin and Infant Jesus. By the Cyrene, which is much admired, several other works of hers are in her native city. The Death of Abel is in the Gallery of Turin, the Charity. In the Chiara Palace in Rome, Cupid's and a picture of Martha and Mary. In the Vienna Gallery, an Infant Jesus and a picture called A Subject After Guido are in the Hermitage at Petersburg. Her composition was graceful and refined her drawing good, her color fresh and sweet, with a resemblance to Guido Reni in the half-tones. She was especially happy in the heads of the Madonna and the Magdalene, imparting to them an expression of exalted tenderness. Her paintings on copper and her etchings were most attractive, indeed. All her works revealed the innate grace and refinement of her nature. Aside from her art the Cyrene was a most interesting woman. She was very beautiful in person. And the sweetness of her temper made her a favorite with her friends, while her charming voice and fine musical talent added to her many attractions. Her admirers have also commended her taste in dress, which was very simple, and have even praised her moderation in eating. She was skilled in domestic matters and accustomed to rise at dawn to attend to her household affairs, not permitting her art to interfere with the more homely duties of her life. One writer says that her devoted filial affection her feminine grace, and the artless benignity of her manners rounded out a character regarded as an ideal of perfection by her friends, it may be that her tragic fate caused an exaggerated estimate to be made of her both as a woman and an artist, the actual cause of her death is unknown, there have been many theories concerning it, it was very generally believed that she was poisoned, although neither the reason for the crime nor the name of its perpetrator was known. By some she was believed to have been sacrificed to the same professional jealousy that destroyed Domenichino, others accepted the theory that a princely lover who had made inwardly proposals to her, which she had scorned, had revenged himself by her murder. At length the servant, Lucia Tolameli, who had been a long time in the Sireni family, was suspected of having poisoned her young mistress, was arrested, tried, and banished, but after a time the father of Elizabeth. Finding no convincing reason to believe her guilty, obtained her pardon. Whatever may have been the cause of the artist's death, the effect upon her native city was overwhelming, and the day of her burial was one of general mourning. The ceremony being attended with great pomp, she was buried beside Guido Reni in the chapel of Our Lady of the Rosary in the magnificent church of the Dominicans. Poets and orators vied with each other in sounding her praises, and a book called Il Published at Bologna soon after her death, is a collection of orations, sonnets, odes, epitaphs, and anagrams, in Latin and Italian, setting forth the love which her native city bore to this beautiful woman, and rehearsing again and again her charms and her virtues. In the Ercolony Gallery there is a picture of Elizabeth painting a portrait of her father. It is said that she also painted a portrait of herself looking up with a spiritual expression which is in a private collection and seen by few people, Smith, Jesse Wilcox, Mary Smith Prize, Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, 1903, member of the Plastic Club and a fellow of the Academy, Philadelphia, born in Philadelphia, where she was a pupil of the Academy, also studied under Thomas Aikens, Thomas P. Anschutz, and Howard Pyle. Miss Smith is essentially an illustrator and her work is seen in all the leading American magazines. The child's calendar, is the work of this artist. Esso Ariel. Mademoiselle. The Honorable Mention. Paris. 1893, Third Class Medal. 1895, Bronze Medal. Paris Exposition. 1900. At the Salon Artistes Français. 1902. She exhibited, Sibylle, and, Monica, in 1903. The Dance of Terpsichoras, and, Princess lointain No Reply to Circular. Spano. Maria silver medal, Naples, 1859, for a picture of a condona of Sorrento, born in Naples, 1843, pupil of her father, Raffaele Spano, under whose direction she made a thorough study of figure painting, the results of which are evident in her excellent portraits and historical subjects. She has also been greatly interested in landscape painting, in which she has been successful. A confidence was bought by the gallery at Capodimonte and two of her pictures were acquired by the Provincial Council of Naples A, Condona, life-size, and A, country farmyard. One of her best pictures is, Ice at the Castle of Ruffate, S.P.I.L.I.M.B.R.G. I.R.A.N.D.I., born in Udna, 1540. Her family was of German origin and exalted position. She was educated in Venice with great care and all the advantages that wealth could command. She was much in the society of learned men which she preferred before that of the world of fashion. Titian was her rose to ring painting. Lanzi and Rudolfi praised her as an artist, and her fame now rests on the testimony of those who saw her works rather than on the pictures themselves, some of which are said to be in private collections in Italy. Titian painted her portrait as a tribute to her beauty, Tasso celebrated her intellectual charm in a sonnet, and yet she was but 19 years old when she died. Twenty years later a collection of orations and poems was published, all of which set forth her attractions and acquirements, and emphasized the sadness of her early death and the loss that the world had suffered thereby. When one remembers how soon after death those who have done a life work are forgotten, such a memorial to one so young is worthy of note. Spur, Gertrude the Associate Member of Royal Canadian Academy and member of the Ontario Society of Arts, born in Scarborough, England pupil of the Lambie Fort School in drawing, of e. H. Holder in painting, in England, also of George P. Bridgman in New York. This artist usually paints small pictures of rural scenery in England and Wales' little stone cottages, bridges, river and mountain scenes. Castle Rock, North Devon, was exhibited at Buffalo, and is owned by Herbert Mason. Esquire of Toronto, a peep at and Dutch Farm Door, Ontario, are in Montreal collections. Her works have been exhibited in London at the Royal Society of British Artists and the Society of Lady Artists, and have been sold from these exhibitions. I quote from the Queen, In reference to one of Miss Spur's London exhibitions, we know of no more favorite sketching ground in Wales for the artist than Batu's White Coag. Every yard of that most picturesque district has been painted and sketched over and over again. The artist in this instance reproduces some of the very primitive cottages in which the natives of the Principality sojourned. The play of light on the modest dwelling places is an effective element in the cleverly rendered drawing now in the Society of Artists exhibition. Miss Spur, the daughter of a Scarborough lawyer, commenced her art studies with Mr. E. H. Holder, in the winter painting dead birds, fruit, and other natural objects, and in summer spending her time on the coast or in the woods or about Revolx Abbey. Any remaining time to be filled up was occupied by attending the Scarborough School of Art under the instruction of Mr. Strange. In a local sketching club, Miss Spur distinguished herself and gained several prizes, and she has at length taken up her abode in the metropolis, where she has attended the Lambeth Schools, studying diligently both from casts and life. Stacy, an L. Honorable Mention at Exhibition of Chicago Artists, 1900, Young Fortnightly Club Prize, 1902. Martin B. Cannes Prize, Exhibition at Art Institute, Chicago, 1902, member of Chicago Society of Artists, born in Glasgow, Missouri, Pupil of Art Institute in Chicago, paints portraits, figure subjects, and landscapes. The Cannes Prize was awarded to the Village at Twilight, Florence, is owned by the Clio Club, Trophies of the Fields, by the Union League Club, Chicago. Recently Miss Stacy has painted a number of successful portraits, stating, Evelina, born in Stockholm, 1803-1829, she was a pupil of Falkrance for a time in her native city, and then went to Dresden, where she made a thorough study and some excellent copies of the works of Roystal. In 1827 she went to Rome, making studies in Wolfsburg and the Tyrol Enroute. She painted views in Switzerland and Italy. And two of her landscapes are in the gallery in Christiania. Stanley, Lady Dorothy, member of the Ladies Athenaeum Club, born in London, pupil of Sir Edward Pointer, then Mr. Pointer, and of Amleth Grove at Slade School, University College, London. Also of Carola Duran and Henry in Paris. Lady Stanley has exhibited at the Royal Academy, the New Gallery, at the English Provincial Exhibitions, and at the Salon, Paris. Her picture, his first offence is in the Tate National Gallery, Leapfrog, in the National Gallery of Natal, Peter Maritzburg. Other pictures of hers are, a water nymph, the bathers, etc. which are in private galleries. Leapfrog, was in the Academy Exhibition, 1903. Stebbins, Emma, 1815-1882, born in New York. As an amateur artist Miss Stebbins made a mark by her work in black and white and her pictures in oils. After a time she decided to devote herself to sculpture. In Rome she studied this art and made her first success with a statue of Joseph. This was followed by, Columbus, and, Satan descending to tempt mankind. For Central Park, New York, she executed a large fountain. The subject being, the Angel of the Waters, Stevens, Mrs. Alice Barber, Mary Smith Prize, 1890. Pupil of the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts and of the Julian Academy. Paris, an illustrator whose favorite subjects are those of everyday home life the baby, the little child, the grandmother in cap and spectacles, etc., no reply to Circular, Stevens, Edith Barretto, two scholarships and a prize of $100 from the Art Students League, of which she is a member, born in Houston, Virginia, in 1878, studied at Art Students League and under Daniel C. French and George Gray Barnard, Miss Stevens mentions as her principal works, a candlestick representing a girl asleep under a poppy, figure of spring, and the spirit of flame. Miss Stevens is one of the women sculptors who have been selected to share in the decoration of the buildings for the St. Louis Exposition. She is to make two reclining figures on the pediment over the main entrance to the Liberal Arts Building. She has in her studio two reclining figures which will probably serve to fulfill this commission. Miss Stevens is modest about her work and does not care to talk much about this important commission, even suggesting that her design may not be accepted, if she is successful it will certainly be an unusual honor for a woman at her age, whose artistic career covers less than five years. Stevens. Mary. Bronze medal at the Crystal Palace. Member of the Dudley Gallery. London. Born at Liverpool. Pupil of William Carey and of her husband, Albert Stevens. In England and of the Julian Academy, Paris. Mrs. Stevens' pictures were well considered when she exhibited a variety of subjects, of late. However, she has made a specialty of pictures of gardens, and has painted in many famous English and French gardens, among others, those of Holland House, Warwick Castle, and Street Ends, Dublin, in France, the gardens of the Duchess de Dino and the Countess Foucault de Carrel. Mrs. Stevens several of whose works are owned in America has commissions to paint in some American gardens and intends to execute them in 1904. Stillman. Maria Spardiali. Pupil of Ford Maddox Brown. This artist first exhibited in public at the Dudley Gallery. London. In 1867. A picture called, Lady Praise Desire. In 1870 she exhibited at the Royal Academy. St. Barbara, and, the Mystic Trist. In 1873 she exhibited, The Finding of Sir Lancelot Disguised as a Fool, and, Sir Tristram and Lobella Sold, both in watercolors. Of these, a writer in the Art Journal said, Mrs. Stillman has brought imagination to her work. These vistas of garden landscape are conceived in the true spirit of romantic luxuriance. When the beauty of each separate flower was a delight, the figures, too have a grace that belongs properly to art, and which has been well fitted to pictorial expression. The least satisfactory part of these clever drawings is their color. There is an evident feeling of harmony, but the effect is confused and the prevailing tones are uncomfortably warm. W. M. Rossetti wrote, Miss Sparley has a fine power of fusing the emotion of her subject into its color and of giving aspiration to both. Beyond what is actually achieved one sees a reaching toward something ulterior. As one pauses before her work, A film in that or in the mind lifts or seems meant to lift, and a subtler essence from within the picture quickens the sense. In short, Miss Bartley, having a keen perception of the poetry which resides in beauty and in the means of art for embodying beauty, succeeds in infusing that perception into the spectator of her handiwork. No reply to circular Stocks. Minna, born in Skiveren, 1846. Pupil of Schloepke in Skiveren, Stifeck in Berlin e in Dusseldorf, and j Bach in Munich. Her, Lake of Skiverian, is in the museum of her native city. Her artistic reputation rests largely on her pictures of animals. She exhibits at the expositions of the Society of Women Artists, Berlin. And among her pictures seen there is, A Journey Through Africa, which represents kittens playing with a map of that country. It was attractive and was praised for its artistic merit. In fact, her puppies and kittens are most excellent results have been called masterpieces of the most intimate and intelligent study of nature. Among her works are, a quartet of cats, the Hostel Brothers, and, the outcast, Stokes, Mariana, Honorable Mention at Paris Salon, 1884, Gold Medal in Munich, 1890, Medal at Chicago in 1893, Member of the Society of Painters in Tempera. Born in Graz pupil of Professor W. von Lindenschmidt in Munich, of M. Dagman and M. Courtois in Paris. Her picture, a parting, is in the Liverpool Gallery, Childhood's Wonder, in the Nottingham Gallery, Aucassin and Nicolette, in the Pittsburgh Gallery, etc. Mrs. Stokes writes me that she has taken great interest in the revival of tempera painting in recent years, in reviewing the exhibition in the new Gallery, London, The Spectator of May 2, 1903. Speaks of the portraits by Mrs. Stokes as charming. And adds, they are influenced by the primitive painters. But in the right way. That island the painter has used a formal and in realistic style. But without any sacrifice of artistic freedom. Of a portrait of a child the same writer says, it would be difficult to imagine a happier portrait of a little child. And in it may be seen how the artist has used her freedom, for although she has preserved a primitive simplicity. The sky. See and when they'll have modern qualities of atmosphere. The picture is very subtle in drawing and color, and the sympathy for child life is perfect, seen as it is both in the hands and in the eyes. Another portrait by the same artist is hung on a marble pillar at the top of the stairs leading up to the balcony. The admirable qualities of decoration are well shown by the way it is hung, is a fine piece of strong and satisfactory color, but the decorative aspect in no way takes precedence of the portraiture we think of the man first and the picture afterward, at the Academy, in 1903, Mrs. Stokes exhibited a portrait of J. Westlake, Esquire Casey Storer, Mrs. Maria Longworth, gold medal at Paris Exposition, 1900, born in Cincinnati, Ohio, pupil of the Cincinnati Art School, which her father, Joseph Longworth, endowed with $300,000, after working for years, Making experiments in clay decoration at the Dallas White Ware Pottery, Mrs. Storer, who had the enthusiasm of the artistic temperament coupled with fixity of purpose and financial resources, had the courage to open a pottery which she called Rookwood, the name of her father's place on the hills beyond. This was in 1880. Nine years later this pottery had become self-supporting, and Mrs. Storer then dissolved her personal association with it, leaving it in charge of Mr. William Watts Taylor who had collaborated with her during six years. At the Paris Exposition Mrs. Storer exhibited about twenty pieces of pottery mounted in bronze all her own work. It was an exquisite exhibition, and I was proud that it was the work of one of my countrywomen. In 1897 Mr.